0: They're looking to the camera tech, because I'm going (laughs) to (laughs) start. Welcome, everyone, to the Malware Tech Podcast. This is Dr. Tran. Uh, With us today, obviously, is Malware Tech, who is extreme social distancing from me, because I'm in his apartment, but not really.
1: (laughs) Yep, you're you're in my apartment, uh, as am I, but we are, I think, 5,000 miles away, or 30,000 feet or something.
0: I don't know how to convert that. (laughs) Um, Also joining us again, uh, Gabs, who's interrupting her evening plans to be with us. So thank you.
2: Because I love you.
0: (laughs) And then uh, returning again as well is uh, Deviant, who is still our uh, token straight uh, white guy. Uh, And how's the weather over there in, in Seattle? (laughs) amazing so i think today uh we're gonna be talking a bunch of random things it's been a little bit of a slow week uh from a news standpoint but i think we're gonna talk everything from subreddits that we follow to books we're reading and gab's has some news about some (laughs) plant that she's really excited about (laughs) so did you guys read about that 16 year old that hacked the 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 school district that he was in and and basically just like brought down the entire environment uh i think it was like a 16 year old in in miami or something it was maybe a, a, like two two weeks ago or not or so
1: when you say hacked and brought down the entire environment is that they hacked the server or is that a ddos attack
0: uh, it was, I think it was a DDoS. Okay. I, mean, I like, think he, Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I think yeah, the, the headlines was hacked, but yeah, it was, it was a DDoS
1: attack. Yeah, because like a- anyone in their cat can launch a DDoS attack. It's like it's not impressive. <laughs> it makes a lot of noise and it makes a good headline, but it's it's not really a skilled thing.
2: Well, it's not impressive. One, the DDoS attack portion, but two, like school systems are notoriously terrible. Oh yeah. So I mean, here, at Connecticut, the Hartford school district got a. Uh, I think, I don't know what happened specifically, but they were, uh, it was ransomware, I think. And they ended up shut down for like the first day of school. Nobody could access their classes (laughs) and stuff, so.
1: I actually, I almost got expelled because someone DDoSed the school network and it it actually genuinely was not me. Like I I didn't do malicious hacking, I did prank hacking. So, uh, But they knew that I was behind a lot of the prank hacks. So they assumed it was me. And what had happened is the server is built to handle the load at which it handled, which is not a very high load. And the DDoS attack actually caused the server to, uh, I guess it had like some kind of power scaling. So it started pulling more power because of the DDoS attack and that actually caused it to overvolt and like actually caused physical damage to the server. And they they thought it was me. And I'm like, oh (laughs) shit. So I ended up getting suspended for two weeks for something that I had no idea even happened, which was wild.
2: Just means you could have gone to Hogwarts.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I I also got in trouble uh, in in high school. Um, A friend and I, we were in programming class and we were done all our assignments and projects early. So we were just messing around. And I think just I'm trying to think back. I think this was like Windows 95 or something, or no, Windows 98 on all the machines. <laughs> uh, Windows 95 Damn. or just old machines, uh, old machines yeah, old that. that happens pretty often. <laughs> so it was Windows 98 and we were just messing around and we had just learned about computers like maybe a year before. So we were all still learning about like networking and everything. We decided to just go into the network neighborhood. Well, you go into network neighborhood, for those who remember, you, then you see all the machines that are on the LAN. Then we're like, okay, what, that's interesting. We can see all these computers that, that doesn't seem right. So we started just randomly clicking through different computer names and we found one called super assist. And we're like, what the heck is super assist? (laughs) Um, yeah, so we basically went into it and and then, oh, the C, the entire C drive is shared, let's, let's, let's go into my document. Let's see what's in the here. Tons of documents and memos. Um, then he ran into a memo with the name of one of his teachers. He opens it up, and it's a memo talking about how this teacher got in trouble for sexually harassing a student, <laughs> and no one knew about this or so like what the heck. And basically, they they kind of tried to cover it up. They basically just made the teacher apologize to the student. That was it. So he was. Kind of, I mean, I was kind of shocked, and he. What well, he did not like this teacher, so he decided to drag this document onto all the printer icons across the school network. <laughs> and when you do that, it prints it. Jesus so, Christ. a couple of weeks later, I get called into the principal's office. <laughs> it's never a good call. Um, basically. They they caught them. They, 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 I guess they they hired some company to I, they they claimed they hired like a forensics company to figure out what happened.
2: So they put more investigation into that than they did into sexual harassment. <laughs> yes. Welcome oh my America. god.
0: <laughs> so basically, um, it's but I I think that was BS because they were basically grasping for straws. I think what happened was they they knew it came from. They had enough logs where they knew that it came from a certain classroom at a certain time. And apparently they were basically interrogating every student. And when it came to my friend, he basically just spilled the beans. Like he, he figured, OK, they know I did it. I might as well not lie. So he he just he, he owned up to it. And then when they asked him, like, who else was involved? Well, I was sitting next (laughs) to him and I saw this happening. So he he put my name out there. So I got in trouble as well. What a
1: piece of shit. (laughs) That's
2: a shit friend.
1: Yeah, I had the same thing happen to me, except it was with the fucking FBI. My (laughs) goddamn friend got caught and he was like, oh, well, I'm in trouble now. So how can I make this better for myself? I know I'll give up him.
0: Well, I don't think he was trying to get me in trouble. I, I think he was, he was answering a legitimate question. He, he basically said who else knew or who else was involved. And I knew, but I didn't do anything. And they tried to expel us, actually. They didn't even want to suspend. They wanted to go all the way of expelling us. Um, and I was pretty pissed off because I didn't even do, I didn't even do shit. <laughs> um, and my parents being foreigners to america they they don't understand the concept of expelling or even suspending a student like that's just a foreign concept because you're there to learn why would you punish someone by you know I
1: mean, not the teaching them the concept doesn't actually make sense even like if you think about it you legally have to be in school so by expelling you they're not kicking you out of school they're just moving you to another school which makes absolutely no sense
0: Yes. Well, basically, you know, my dad then wanted to talk to the principal and understand, like, like this whole concept of suspension. And basically, I was there and the, the principal was trying to explain to my dad how I hacked the computer systems. And... He and he, I mean, I, I told him my side of the story, and he said, like, what do you mean he, they hacked in the computer system? The kids just double-clicked this icon and opened up a file. And then, and then this principal was like, no, 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 they broke code to do this. <laughs> <laughs> That's literally what he said. <laughs> we broke code by double-clicking network neighborhood. Uh,
1: I, um, I don't think I ever got caught for the, the actual thing that I did is um, they had this software which allowed them to watch the students, like watch their screens. Basically it's it's, it's like normal, like remote administration tool. And um, the, uh, the zoning for the classes was a text file with the name of the sub network in it. And if you deleted the text file, it would just give you access to the entire school network, including the teacher systems. So we just hijacked it. We hijacked the entire school network and then we started doing things like popping up alert boxes, adding files to the disk, rebooting the systems randomly, and like as soon as we were done, we shut down the computer and ran off. And they um, they they pulled me in for another thing, and they're like, "You wouldn't happen to know anything about uh, the entire school network rebooting?" <laughs> And I was just like, no, like, you might want to look into that. <laughs> and they they never, they never found out it was me. They obviously, they suspected it was, but they could never actually prove it.
0: Oh, my god! yeah, I used to do the net sen.
2: I went to Catholic school for 12 years, so I just got like, beat up by nuns for wearing, <laughs> wearing too short of a skirt and like dyeing my hair painting my nails that kind i feel of like everyone
1: stuff. i know who went to catholic school either became a nun or just became like the most rebellious teenager that ever existed Depressed. there's no in between
2: i was a terrible kid like my high, my college days were super tame compared to high school like i was a good kid <laughs> in college because i got it all done in high school i was terrible i i'm sorry mom and dad <laughs> <laughs> My brother and i talk about all the time because he was a freshman when i was a senior in high school and um we used to do terrible like i don't know my parents would be out and we would just like drink and we would both go to terrible parties and like we knew each other like i don't know he was on the football team so he partied with those kids and i don't know like it was just we knew what each other were doing but my parents just had no idea and like a couple years ago we told them everything just like casually like yo you didn't even know this but we were in high school we were doing xmc they are <laughs> still so annoyed they were like don't tell us these days that catholic education was good though you know what like learning the different books of the bible has really helped me with my crossword game <laughs> 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 i'll send you guys i have a really funny picture i'll send it to you guys later but it's my first comedian picture and it's just the most angelic version of me ever i'm wearing white gloves got a rosary wrapped around <laughs> me like you need to see it i'll post it on twitter because i'm sure twitter will love it it's just oh God. it's beautiful <laughs> but um no yeah have you have you had a uh u.s thanksgiving yet marcus
1: i have yeah um yeah, i think it's the I've best had thing had ever
0: yeah I, I invited you don't want to mind uh, yeah
1: i went I to yours uh, um I went and then you went to and someone else. No, I went to afterwards. someone else's, <laughs> then I came to yours. So I, I, was like, oh,
0: that's that was the order, yeah. Yeah.
1: Okay, um, so that's why you were late.
2: Random question: Is the idea of canned pumpkin like really?
1: Uh, I mean, the idea of eating pumpkins is weird to me. because, like we've only ever used them for like Halloween, as you you cut faces on them. I've never actually thought about eating it, and I didn't even know that it was edible. <laughs> so was- just pumpkin is weird to me.
2: was trying to explain pumpkin pie to someone from the uk and they were just like what yeah i was like i don't even know how to justify it
1: i gotta say i way prefer the us holidays to the uk like christmas is big in the uk but somehow it's bigger in the us and then halloween is like a thing for kids like you go trick-or-treating if you're under the age of like 11 and then for adults there's nothing and I came to the U.S. and it's like this huge Parties. thing. And Halloween it's like, is a holiday hallo- yeah. here. Mm-hmm. And it's like there's Halloween carnivals. <laughs> I like... just got it. <laughs> I have never heard that term and that's...
2: I just made it up, actually, so I'm pretty proud of <laughs> But I don't know, like holiday, uh, Halloween was always like my excuse. Once I hit like, you know, 16 years old, I was like, let me see what the sluttiest outfit i can possibly come (laughs) up with this year i'm being a slutty plague doctor so stay
1: tuned i went as a furry one year (laughs) (laughs) but no like it's a really cool holiday like i like how it's done here and um thanksgiving is pretty cool black friday is a fucking trash fire that's the one i would just delete um but yeah like i i just like all these different holidays and how extreme they do them Like, people are really fucking committed to Christmas. Like, every house has lights. You see lights everywhere.
2: I love just driving around and looking at Christmas lights around Christmas. And I'm excited. It's
1: competitive, too, with the lights and the
0: decoration. Like, in some suburbs, neighbors are just trying to one-up each other all the time with Christmas decorations. I I
1: just think it's really cool.
3: We have our 4th of July, our, you know, blow things up and eat all the meat i
1: i also do like fourth of july but it just feels weird because like they're celebrating independence <laughs> from me and i'm there like woo yeah <laughs> fuck the brits in my british accent and then it's just, just weird
2: <laughs> now so we were talking you guys were talking at some point about doing like a live episode it'd be really fun to do one like close to american thanksgiving and we can have a friendsgiving episode i think that would be super fun doesn't that sound
3: yeah. fun I, like, I think marcus yeah. did you come up here for friendsgiving or did you come up here for christmas one year
1: so i believe i did one year i think i came to thanksgiving with you um it might have been 2018 i think could be yeah and like i got a
3: weirdo
0: group of people
3: that
1: got food that poisoning i got food poisoning on literally the day i flew there I,
0: is what you get for eating DoorDash sushi.
1: Yeah, that that was that was a bad idea in hindsight.
2: <laughs> hey, that's a step up from gas station sushi.
1: I don't know because gas station sushi and DoorDash sushi are bad for the same reasons—they've been sat out in the warm for too long.
2: Okay, so this plant, right? Like, it's on the way, and I've been like tracking the shipping. So, I bought my first carnivorous plant. It's a pitcher plant. And it's coming from Louisiana, and I'm really excited because it's the beginning of my little shop of horrors. And I wish I could show so it to you guys. I, but... I,
0: I read somewhere that some people consider tomatoes to be carnivorous plants too. Really? Because because tomato plants have these spines on their um, on their stem, and when insects try to feed on them, those spines actually kill them. And then when they're dead, they fall down to the ground and decompose and the nutrients go into the ground, so it's, it, are they feeding on the nutrients from an insect? That's it's kind away. of like
2: auxiliary, like <laughs> plant cannibalism. Yeah, like, isn't that
1: basically all plants?
2: Yeah. Because anything that falls on the soil, plants are going to use nutrients. They just don't all kill things.
1: Yeah, yeah. they're a yeah, Latinate
3: word for feeding on the dead as opposed to feeding on the living?
2: True, but yeah, no, it's it's really cool. It's got like, it looks like a regular plant and then it's got like these little weird, like little cup things that like hang off the leaves. Bugs fall into them and then it eats them.
0: Well, not only do they fall in, but I believe the liquid in it, it has a sweet smell too. So they're mm-hmm. attracted oh, to yeah. it. And then in the cup, I think this, there's like spikes or spines that face downward. Yeah. So once they're in, they can't come back out. It's a
2: nectar that lures them to their death, but.
0: Nectar of death. I am
2: really excited. It's my first carniv... I mean, I had, like, a Venus flytrap, like, years ago. But, like, this is my first, like, non-Venus flytrap carnivorous plant. And I'm really excited. Because, like, I hate finding random bugs, like, spiders and stuff. And now I have a reason. When I find one, I can be like, oh, it's dinner time. Here you are.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Have you seen a sundew? Yes!
2: I almost bought one of those. That's going to be my next one, I think. They're really cool. I'm afraid I might touch it a lot, though. That's... Maybe. (laughs) Maybe. (laughs) Don't really want to die. Not that I would, but, like, I don't know. I can see myself, like, getting stuck to it or something and, like, staying there forever. Dissolving slowly at the hands of my small plant.
3: Is anyone in the audience old enough to remember both the pitcher plant, the sundew, and, of course, the Venus flytrap all learned about on Mr. Wizard's World with Don Herbert on Nickelodeon when you were a kid? Nope, just me. (laughs) Fuck me. I'm old.
2: (laughs) Tran, where the fuck are you?
0: I'm in Marcus's apartment. <laughs> Marcus
2: is sitting there, like <laughs> trying not to laugh.
0: <laughs> yes, I'm. I'm in his hometown of uh, was it Ilfracombe? Is that how you pronounce it? Ilfracombe. So close enough. Um, it's actually a pretty nice town. Um, I I was driving. Uh, so somehow Google Maps took me through these back roads to come to to come to town. There, there's no and main was, roads.
1: There's only back oh, roads. Okay, so maybe that.
0: <laughs> It was pretty terrifying because the roads are pretty narrow. I'm driving a left-hand drive car on the wrong side of the road, and there are SUVs and lorries that are going full speed ahead through these twisty, windy roads I have blind spots constantly because it's like hedge or a hill or a rock on right up to the edge of the road. But once I crest the hill, um, it was amazing. You could see you can see the town, you can see these mountains and hills, you can see the ocean. as well. It was actually pretty amazing. So it was a it was a really great drive. Definitely worth the two and a half hour drive from London. Actually, no, sorry, from Bristol. I was I went to Bristol first. Yeah. a Total of five uh, five hours from
1: London. You're not getting you're not getting to to Ilfricum in two hours from London, and I mean, if you went really fucking fast, I guess.
0: Bet or in a plane.
1: No, not even a plane. Plane uh, takes even longer because you have to wait at the airport. That's half the reason I won't go back is because no matter what transport you pick, it is three to four hours to get to London. Train, plane, car, no matter what. And it's like every time I need to go international, I have to go four hours to London and I have to stay overnight because I can't get up early enough to get to London in time to catch a plane, So I have to drive during the day stay overnight and then fly out the next day. And it's just like, it's too much. Whereas when I was in LA, I can, I can just, the airport is maybe a 15 minute drive. I just drive to the airport like an hour before my flight boards and just go and get on it. And it's just so much more convenient.
3: That was the best thing about the layer one hacker con was just being able to look out your hotel at the runway. (laughs) <laughs> maybe not the best thing it's a pretty great hacker con right but still yeah. when it was located right there super easy
1: it's like i, I don't it's know back why in
0: pasadena now though
1: pasadena is still not that far like not compared to where i'm from at least like i any if there's yeah. an airport within a, an hour of me i'm happy although like the the upside of living uh, where i did is um the houses are like super super cheap for 500k, you can have an entire hotel. Like, uh, I, I, I just end up getting that place that you're in, which I haven't, I haven't actually seen it yet. Um, I, I bought it on. I'll send you some video yeah. after this. I bought it online, and I, I was just looking for places because I was considering like maybe moving back to my hometown, and then I saw this place, and like the the living area just looked amazing in the photo. It looked massive. So I was like, fuck, I'm just going to get this. And then COVID. It is
0: really nice. It has a nice view and everything. It's, it's really nice. <laughs> Gabs and I still don't actually believe
3: you're really there. We think this is a virtual background hack. I think you have to like punch a hole in the wall to prove that it's not just a joke. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Well, speaking, I mean, to rewind a little bit, since we're talking about schools and basically the spyware on laptops, that's something that is happening more and more often. And actually the school district next to uh, the one I grew up in, they got in trouble because they issued laptops. It was a rich neighborhood. So they issued laptops to all the students Mm -hmm. to take home and use. And there was a student where he was, he had a plastic bag with some candy in it. And he, I guess, held the bag up. And then like two days later, he gets called into the principal's office and he got suspended or got in trouble for, for, for having drugs. And they're like, wait, what? How, what, what are you talking about? And then they showed him a picture from his webcam holding a plastic bag with can- with like little pill, look- pill looking things. Mm-hmm. And they were Mike and Ike candies um so basically this huge outcry from the parents like wtf you're spying on my kids mm-hmm. like un- unannounced like the parents didn't know this was happening so it was really creepy and there was a huge outcry um on this this was a couple years ago uh, but yeah it's it's kind of creepy that oh god school yeah. are doing this
3: there was a woman uh i mean she was a young lady right so she was a school-age girl and she I believe, reported a harassment problem with, like, boys online, but because they have all her messages and everything, they, I think, trolled through her school, like, DMs and found flirting messages and maybe photos and used that against her, the victim. It's really messed up. There was just a story on Twitter maybe last night or this morning of a, a teacher It's like a screenshot of a message a teacher sent to the class.
1: Oh, is this the exam proctoring? Yeah, there was some exam in the
3: proctoring system. They're like, I saw so many of you resized your browser windows. And like, that's bad enough that she's like, you know, fuck. Because if you've ever taken online anything that's proctor software, it's all horseshit. Because it's just much like DRM with entertainment, right? It's a nuisance to regular people. Um, Smart people can get around it instantly, but it just hurts everyone normal. And then, but the really creepy thing she was, people didn't know that the camera, she's like, and I watched eye, eye movements. tracking, right? She's yeah. like, your are eye tracking because it's all, it's all algorithm. She's like, well, here's your eye tracking stats. And there's way too much eye movement during these like questions. You must be looking at books off to the side of your monitor. And like, if you were a parent, there there was a different, a different thread talking about, frankly, like if you're a wealthy family, if you're a white family, like, you have to be the ones telling the school, like, F off with this. Because people, a lot of people are disadvantaged. They don't know. That's what, like, that's what white families do. They just march into the principal's office and be like, hi, that thing you want to do? F you. No, we're not doing it. <laughs> and then if, an, if like, a string of privileged parents are telling the principal, like, no, fuck off, the school's like, well, shit, I guess we can't do this because there's no one's complying.
1: Uh, like, I'm... I'm kind of okay with monitoring on school systems if they're like physically present at the school. Like Mm -hmm. they tell the students at the start of the year, hey, there's monitoring on these systems. Uh, Obviously, they don't leave the school in any way. So it's just known the school Uh network is for school stuff. Anything you do on it can be monitored. But then when it comes to school devices, which are taken home, like that Mm -hmm. for me is a problem. Like, you're essentially putting spy cameras in people's houses.
3: Right. And As we talked about with background, your apartment behind Dr. Tran, right? Like, that's your apartment that you could see. But yeah. if if the background was his private life and this school machine was showing, like, you know, his family members walking around or something, that's freaking creepy.
1: Yeah, it's just that, too but far. Think
0: about people. Teenagers are going to keep their computer in their bedroom. Oh, yeah. yeah. And, I mean... Like the stuff they can potentially see that's really creepy as well like especially like who, you wouldn't know who these admins are
3: i was even seeing a story about virtual backgrounds how it's just an example of teachers and school administrators being nitpicky over dumb crap um, students they're like no virtual backgrounds because it's distracting well there are kids in really poor homes who are like embarrassed About, you know, all their other, you know, their classmates have like posh living rooms and they don't want to show people maybe they have a bunch of siblings all packed into the house, like older aunts and uncles who live with them because the economy sucks. Like a virtual background is an important thing for some people's privacy and the sanctity of not letting other people know how, what they're, what they're struggling with. And the fact that schools believe it's the entitlement that I have a problem with school admins and and the whole system thinks it's entitled to every level of invasion that they would have on a student in the building of the school but when the student is learning from home like that's a new game you've gotta you gotta get with the program and i'm i'm flabbergasted that well frankly we just can't see more of these nude stories because there's other important news stories that are everything is horrible right so like this just gets pushed to the lifestyle section of today's online newspaper i guess
2: I mean, I use kids' distractions as like excuses for so many things. So, like, I mean, your hair color, girls. Yeah, my hair color. Painting my nails a certain color was considered a distraction. Having a too short skirt at an all-girls school was considered a distraction. And then, like, even just the regular like school rules. Like, I mean, just oh my god, you can't wear a tank top. Sorry, you've got to go home. You can't learn for the day because we don't want the boys to be distracted by your shoulders.
1: I don't know about America, but in the UK, the reason we were given four school uniforms was that it stopped the rich kids from having like rich, like designer clothes and essentially flexing on the poorer kids. So the idea that now you have to show your house background is like completely opposite because now like all of the kids can see like who's poor and who's not. And they're like, they're probably going to bully them. And what we were told in England is the entire reason for school uniform was to stop the rich kids from bullying the poor kids who couldn't afford designer shoes or whatever. So it seems like kind of backwards that they would make that argument for having a single school uniform and then also be like, you have to show the inside of your house. It is the law. Are they
2: requiring that kids wear uniforms on camera? That's
3: an interesting question. From here up, Johnny No Pants over here. <laughs> I feel like
1: it's different in the US because I've not seen much in the way of like, I don't know, just to, like from what I've seen, school uniform is like not as much of a thing in the US as it is in the UK. No, Most schools in
3: the US that adopt anything is there are public schools that have pseudo uniforms, but they call them uniform standards yeah. and they're usually super lightweight. They're they're like this color and it has uh, to be a collared yeah. shirt. In
1: England you have like an actual school style and you have to buy school uh, clothes from the licensed school shop mm -hmm. and I just remember them like we had to wear blazers and you were not allowed, it was against school rules to take off your blazer. So There's days when it's like 30 Celsius, 85% humidity and you have to go and get either a staff or the principal's uh, permission to take off your blazer when it's fucking 30 degrees outside.
0: I think with the uniform, it also creates other issues because like you said, you have to buy them.
1: It's expensive. And
0: for some- it's Yeah, exactly expensive. expensive. For someone who's disadvantaged and poor, that's that's a lot of money.
2: And I mean, the hope is you wear it year after year, but especially like, I know like grade school, kids are growing so fast. Like I don't think I had the same, cause we had like the same thing. Like you had to go to the uniform store, buy the plaid for your school, buy the blazer or the cardigan or whatever. And even the shirts like had to have the embroidered like name of the school on them. Yep, it was just Same crazy. Hair. But um, yeah, it was like it was a lot of money, especially for like I mean I'm sure there were kids. I, the school was a lot of money too because it was a freaking private Catholic school. But
1: it mean, seems for, like a racket to me. What? It just like
0: like textbooks.
2: Like yeah, school it's textbooks. just like yeah. it's
1: a racket. Like you're claiming you're protecting kids from bullying. By not allowing kids to wear designer clothes, while also making them buy your designer clothes. Mm-hmm. It just seems like racketeering to me.
3: Brings us back Dude, to the, the Harry Potter industries. series. Hogwarts, how I like that they actually show the kids growing up and being more and more rebellious with the wearing of the uniform. <laughs> like the I noticed that, that the out. other day, yes, yeah.
2: like I was watching, because there was like a Harry Potter weekend a couple weeks since ago, and I had it on like literally all weekend. But the first episode, they're all wearing the hats. Like, the pointed hats, which you never mm-hmm. see for the rest of the series. Yeah. But, yeah, the first movie, they're wearing the hats. And then, like, yeah, later on, like, you don't see uniforms after, like, number five, like, ever. I don't think they Are wear we... any uniforms.
3: That's true. Yeah, they're just in, like, city clothes, just mm-hmm. bang banging around campus after that. <laughs> Are we all on board, like, way, way post, you know, pandemic when the country has its act together? And, like, the super barometer of that will be Florida having its shit together six months after everyone else we should all do like uh, either just a trip to harry potter world at universal or do a a recording while we're all hanging out drinking butterbeer and fire whiskey at Universal. i've never
2: been there and i'm a huge harry potter fan i've never been what? and
1: it's literally like maybe 20 minutes from my place
3: it's but, the, I go there like twice a year before we didn't have lives anymore. I know. It's I've literally never been ever. there.
2: And I'm like, a, like so last, a couple years ago, before I moved out of Ohio, we had a Harry Potter bar crawl in the city, which was so much fun. But you like got to go, you got sorted into a house, you got, you got to pick out a wand that you wanted. You got different drinks that were themed, like different bars had different themed drinks and stuff. It was so much fun. I'm the biggest Harry Potter nerd ever i have harry potter trivial pursuit back here too that i haven't gotten to play yet because i haven't had enough people that like harry potter place.
0: i guess you guys are gonna have to disown me i'm not that big of a harry potter fan
3: i'm no, not it's really disown- that's d- disowns a funny way of saying educate <laughs> <laughs> yeah
1: i liked the movies and the books but like i'm not like a fan of it like i wouldn't really i don't think about harry potter outside of having seen the books and the movies And I I never did get round to going to Universal Studios. I've been to, uh, I went to Disneyland like the first month I was in LA. (laughs) I was like, I'm going to fucking Disneyland. (laughs) But I've never actually been to Universal.
3: Oh my god. I it's just don't so like theme good.
0: parks because I hate lines. I, 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 <laughs> That's
3: that why you buy the, the
0: line
1: pass. And you you man. like
0: queuing up.
3: Do you know that if you get a group of about eight people or more,
1: you get the VIP?
3: You do the VIP experience. It's almost the same price as if you had those eight people just doing the maximum fast pass for the day, but then you get like the personal house elf slave person who takes <laughs> you into all the rides through behind. You get like. <laughs> you get the professional ball washing and it's a it's a smoking deal with like eight people.
2: I don't have balls.
3: The professional gonadal washing.
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> Thanks for the clarification.
0: Awesome. I have to find the wand.
2: I think it's in my Halloween decor, which I'm taking out tomorrow, but um, we got to pick whatever wand we wanted. So I have Bellatrix's wand.
3: Can I tell you about my favorite wand hack story? Sure. There's footage of Tara and I walking around Universal uh, in Orlando, which is the... I think they're almost the exact same one. Now I'm curious about the California
1: one. Yeah, is it I don't California, know I didn't that. even know if they had Harry Potter at the California one. I thought it was just Universal, Florida. Maybe
3: not. I don't know. I think the Wizarding World is only in... Or- Maybe it could... I don't know. Someone on the internet will tell me if I'm wrong, because it's the internet. So if... Do you do you all know about the magic wands at the park? Which is a brilliant marketing thing because when they opened, everyone could buy a wand. Like it was a, it's a little plastic wand. Like yay, here you go. You can you got your shit. You're, we're selling you stuff. Like make that paper. But about a year and a half after that, then they started making available magic wands, and people are like, magic wands. Like that, we already bought a magic wand. What are you talking about? No, no. These are wands that actually do things around the park. Oh wow. Well, you, so um, if you can wave them, cert- you have to like stand in a certain place and do a certain spell. Um, so like you've got your your standard wand, right? Okay. Then you have <laughs> He's the... got on hand. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> no, I have an amazing spouse. <laughs> then you have the magic, magic-enabled wands, which basically I found the patent online for who they contracted for this technology, right? And it's a little retro reflector behind a bead of... of glass or acrylic, you know. Now, the great thing is once you know how this works because it's there's emitters. If you look through a camera, you're not going to see them because they're not infrared. They are UV allegedly. But there's emitters and there's a receiver pad and it's tra- it's just doing motion capture, doing mocap, right? So, what you can do. By the way, this is this is like both the hacking of the fun variety and this is if you're a nefarious social engineer type person. And you don't care that Universal is charging people way too much money for a piece of plastic. If you ever have damage to a wand, uh, this one's Tara, so I'm not going to break it. But you can take it back to Ollivander's and get a wand repair for any reason. If you have a broken... Because, like, people break shit, right? So what you can do... And I tried a billion ways to fake it, and I couldn't quite make the fake work. Ooh, there we go. Yeah, let me get my... Ravenclaw going on. Um,
0: <laughs> All this stuff just keeps showing up yeah. and he keeps putting it on. Get married, playing. people. Your webcasts yeah. get way better.
3: So, yeah. what I tried to use a bunch of retro-reflective material and I, I tried to make a hacked wand. I got one to work about half the time and it wasn't like really... I, I had this idea in my head. and I was like, finally, I was like, screw it. So I just snapped a wand in the park and went back five minutes later and I was like, ah... Uh, the little kid who's with us, who's totally not in this scene right here, uh, well, they stuck it down in the roller coaster, and then they tried to pull it out, and it broke, and they're just in tears. And the guy was like, yeah, here, have a fucking new one. So I have a, a new one, but what I do own are now a couple of little pink umbrellas <laughs> with the mocap bead in the front. So there's footage of Tara and I going around the park with, like, little girls' pink umbrellas being all hagrified. And, and like the kids freak out. They're like, where did you get... Ha-? Parents are like, my kid wants Hagrid's wand. Who sells it? And I was like, oh, it's this real special thing. Like you have to like win a prize and maybe, maybe we'll put it on Twitter one day and you'll learn. <laughs> so yeah, by all means, this is... We'll, we'll go and hack Universal.
2: I want to set mine up to open my front door. So like every time I go to unlock it, I have to use a wand and my neighbors will just be like, what the fuck? <laughs> like... I don't know but I like making my like so I've, I was looking at rugs for like right outside my door today because it's super plain and I need some decoration <laughs> and I, there are just some funny ones out there but my favorite one that I know will make my neighbors love me it says it's not a crack house it's a crack home <laughs> I, just, I just can't wait to see people like I don't know I want to put a camera outside the door so I can like see people's reactions when they walk past because they're going to be like, what the hell? It was amazing. I, I've like, seen one where left?
0: when you're entering, when you look at the text, it says welcome. But when you're, le- when you're leaving, you look at the text. It says like, like go away or I've something. I've seen that
2: one.
1: I could probably tell a cop story on the podcast. Like I have a, a couple. Oh <laughs> <laughs> I have this one where... I was just like I'm walking down the street minding my own business, and I notice uh I don't know what you call them here, but we we call them riot vans and it's like the special van of cops with like the uh like the brickproof windshield, and I notice one is following me, and i'm like uh like maybe i I've done too many drugs, like maybe I'm paranoid, there's no way that a riot van full of cops is following me, and I turn around and I go back down the street and it turns around and it follows me back down the street and i'm like no, I'm not paranoid. This this van is following me, and so I start walking home, and they pull over. Four cops jump out, and they're like, "We smelled weed. Uh, we think someone's been smoking weed." And I'm like, "What? Like an entire riot van of cops <laughs> because you smelled some weed?" And then they look at me and they're like, "Your eyes are glazed over. That's a sign that you have been on the marijuana's. <laughs> and then they they're like, "We, because uh, there's a law in the UK where they can basically just search you for any reason." And then like we're invoking whatever the bullshit law is called, and we're going to search you. So they start searching me and they're like pulling things out their pocket. And they're like, "What's this?" And I'm like, "It's drugs." And then they'll open it. It's like some like AA batteries, and they, they like put that back something else out they're like what's this i'm like that is also drugs
4: and then they spend
1: like a good five minutes just pulling everything out of my pockets and of course they don't find weed because a the weed smell is not me and b i know better than carrying weed on me while smoking weed because it's a big bag uh, it's it's a bat signal like hey i'm in possession of drugs so you do all the drugs You don't do some of the drugs and then carry the rest on you because that's how you get arrested. So I've got nothing on me. And they're like doing a full body search, like desperate to find this weed. And I'm like, we have wasted like the past hour of you following me around town. plus this like 10 minute full body search because you thought you smelled weed. And like that, I feel like is the perfect explanation of what it's like growing up in a small town. It's just Mm. that. (laughs)
0: yeah the town i grew up in whenever someone got pulled over they would call for backup and then like there'll be two or three police cars there Mm -hmm. for like (laughs) or something like
2: that that's protocol in a lot of places now at this point though like i know there's certain departments where they like aren't allowed to get out of their car especially a lot of the ones in california because of some like salinas california and some of the other like kind of more gang riddle areas
1: um california is the same (laughs) <laughs> yes they,
2: they will not bring people out of their car unless they have at least one backup there so like they pull someone over and it's terrifying because they've got this person pulled over for like speeding right and then they've got them at gunpoint until another cop gets there so they don't yes. do anything it's alarming to watch
1: well like there's no crime in my town. Ta- well there is but it's like petty crime there's no like serious crime to the point where they will send five cops not because they need five cops because they've just been sad in the station bored as shit all day and they want something to do and it's like it's just a nuisance like i have nearly been arrested for i believe it was there's a law called disturbing the peace which basically means you're doing something they don't like (laughs) and i was stood in a parking lot filming like it was like a big storm going on, so I was filming the storm, and this guy like comes oh, over. Oh, it's it. a storm wall. Yeah, I, yeah have you sure been and seen wall? that? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, was it they was it storming when you saw wall. it?
0: No. Uh, you you showed me pictures and videos and video yeah. clips, but um, it's not storming here. It's actually really nice here today.
1: Yeah, so I guess I'll, I'll put a video on for for those who are watching the video podcast. But we have a parking lot where I live. The in the fall and autumn. When the storms come, the waves actually break over the wall into the parking lot. So I'm I'm stood in this parking lot filming the waves breaking over the wall. And some cop comes along and he's like, Hey, you can't you can't be here. So I'm like, okay. And he's like, What's your name? I need to give you a ticket. And I'm like, A ticket for what? Like standing in a parking lot? And he's like, You're disturbing the peace. And I'm like, The <laughs> fuck? There's a fucking like He should take up the storm too. Yeah, there's like a fucking hurricane going on. Like what peace is existing in this area?
2: Well, aside from my amazing speeding ticket that we didn't, we (laughs) might not talk about on here. (laughs) um, We, I I got pulled over for not stopping long enough at a stop sign. What? And ticketed, because I didn't like, I stopped, but she was like, you stopped, but you didn't stop for long enough. And I was like, oh, sorry. I wasn't aware that it said stop for five seconds.
0: I got that in California on my motorcycle, and a motorcycle cop pulled me over.
2: <laughs> what are like cops? They like they like to target motorcycles.
1: I didn't think you got pulled off over in California because like no one stops at stop signs. They just roll through them. Here, that's the
3: only state where it's allowed. Is it allowed? Yeah. It's the only state where line cutting is allowed with motorcycles, and where not coming to a complete uh, stop is allowed. That
2: makes me so nervous.
3: With uh, yeah, like that's literally called the California roll or the sushi stop.
1: Yeah, have you seen the Urban Dictionary (laughs) definition for it? It's like slowing to a roll as you go through a stop sign as an acknowledgement that the Department of uh, Safety has put the sign there.
0: Yeah, it was it was was pretty annoying um, that that I got this. Ticket for it. And yeah, it was, it was, a, it was a really, qu- uh, it's in a really privileged, quiet neighborhood as well. So I think they just needed to do something.
3: Well, they do it because they assume most people there can easily just pay it and drive revenue and not cause a problem.
2: Oh, yeah. Mine was like $300 for not stopping long enough at a stop sign. Yeah. Oh.
1: I think
0: it was like $250 or something. It was, it was pretty annoying that, and yeah.
1: I actually quite like that lane splitting is allowed and the, uh, the, the turning uh is it right on red lights you can do? right on red yeah that, that's all yeah.
0: that's most of america i think turn right
1: in the uk that's like super illegal it's, it's still running red light but the lanes oh yeah. everywhere
0: yeah everywhere I, in europe like you can't do that in europe with the red lights yeah, yeah.
1: it's same as england but in the us it's actually explicitly legal no i like lane splitting because the at least when you're on a bike like i don't ride a motorcycle i ride a normal bicycle because i guess i'm not that cool but um, the main issue I have is when you're in a car lane, they don't leave enough space. And if someone gets rear-ended, you're getting flattened between two cars. Like that is how it ends. Whereas when you can lane split because you're between the cars, your only risk is people changing lanes without looking rather than being rear-ended, which happens a lot more in California. Uh, like LA drivers are notoriously bad, so you will get a lot of lane changes without looking. But you're more likely to get rear-ended so i feel like it's just safer to be in that middle lane where you don't have cars like boxing you in So actually i quite like that law because it is scary riding on the roads here
2: no i think it's it's a good law it just it freaks me out because like i as someone who used to ride like a lot i'm hyper vigilant of bikes on the road and like, I just see these people like weaving sometimes. I'm like, oh, my God. Like, it just <laughs> yeah, like see, stresses I kinda... me out as a driver. Like, I'm like, oh, shit. Like, I hope nobody hits them.
0: Yeah, weaving. Like, I, I don't do that. I'll only lane split if traffic is stopped and I get to skip the entire line of cars for the traffic light. That's oh. the only time I'll lane split. I will not split lanes with moving traffic because with yeah. people like idiots not paying attention and changing lanes that terrifies me so i i will not split lanes unless it's it's stopped
2: and that's when i get freaked out too it's like yeah when it's when we're stopped it's whatever like yeah go for it but when, it, when everyone's still moving it's just like oh my god Like
1: with the lane splitting in la because most of the traffic is from stoplights you can actually at least uh, from where I live, uh, like you can go from there to Santa Monica during rush hour and you will beat the cars because they have to stop at the yeah. lights, whereas you can lane split up until the light and then go again, and you will get a faster average speed. The only downside is I don't ride a motorbike. Uh, I ride a normal bicycle or one of those, uh, what do you call them, like the, the scooter shares. Yeah. You lane split on a scooter and that is fucking terrifying you've got like cars buzzing past each side and you're on your little scooter like ah!
0: <laughs> <laughs> also the wheels are so small you're not yeah. getting as much gyroscopic stability as a motorcycle or bicycle
1: you're not and it's it's genuinely terrifying
2: those little scooters are sketchy man like so we had them back in cincinnati and cincinnati also has a streetcar so like there's deep grooves in the road where the streetcar travels and there's all these signs all over the place but I have seen like I worked right on that line and I have literally like once a week I would see someone eat shit on a scooter and literally go head (laughs) over like head over the top of the scooter because they got their front wheel stuck in the divot like the the rail for the streetcar and just like head over like it was alarming but, and it was always, like, people in business wear, because I was, like, the financial district of Cincinnati, so it was, like, some dude in a suit. And I was just, like...
3: <laughs> Tran, didn't you say that in Switzerland, that's actually, like, a ticket because you're not operating your two-wheeled vehicle correctly
0: if you yes. get stuck on, like, a tram Correct. track? yes. <laughs> if you get stuck on the tram track, you get the ticket for basically blocking the train tracks.
2: <laughs> I think that's fair. Like, be aware of your surroundings, especially if you're on something that's way smaller than all the traffic around you. Like, you should notice where you're going they are a
1: little tricky though because the wheels are so small that it doesn't take a lot to flip them like not even happens, there's no suspension yeah because
0: if, so if you hit a bump it shocks you it can unsettle the whole thing
1: but uh, one of the major in- injuries is not actually from falling off but it's from because of the, the no suspension the vibrations come up through your wrists and a lot of people have fractured their wrists from just like going over a pothole and like I don't know, those things, are they're dangerous, but they're so damn convenient in traffic. Like you will get anywhere faster than the car.
0: I actually used them for the first time uh, three oh, weeks ago because, because the it was really virginity. late. It was, <laughs> it was really late. And the next tram was going to be like 30 minutes and I'm like, oh, or I could rent this scooter and get home in 15 minutes.
1: <laughs> they're a lot of fun. Like my first experience was seeing people on them and I was like, my God, you look like a douchebag. And then I tried it and I was like, yeah, and I was like, I don't care if I look like a douche. (laughs) This is so much fun. So I'm just like rooming along like, okay, I probably look like a complete tool to everyone else, but it's fun
2: i'm sorry though if you're on a segway you absolutely look like a dude (laughs) i
0: haven't seen a segway in a long time they do
2: segway tours of cincy i know so you would like see people like rolling around
1: they have segway cops at the strip mall here and they're just rolling around in the cop uniform on the little segways and it just i i can't not laugh i feel bad but it just looks so silly
3: Thanks. I remember in LA when Tyra and I were visiting U Tech, one of the nicest things you did is we it's hard to find multiple scooters all like lined up like a biker bar, right? So we found one and then you're like, Hey, wait, there's one around the corner. Actually, wait, there's two, and you just kind of hustled off and you came back riding one with another one just over your shoulder.
1: <laughs> like I squealing that, yeah. because it did it did
3: not like being taken without being unlocked yet. <laughs> but you're like, Here you go, let's rock it. Where are we going? We're going to this restaurant? Nice. Uh, is that when we went,
1: uh, was it Doma Kitchen or something? And we all went on scooters down the uh, the main, uh, whatever it's called, I can't remember. That was fun.
2: <laughs>
0: yeah. So Gavs, do you know how to read?
2: <laughs> Only on some days. <laughs> Depends. But no, I saw this on Twitter. Super interesting looking book. And I haven't seen a book that was like specifically written on just this topic before. So I thought it was really cool. But It's called Intrusion Detection Honeypots. And it goes into pretty much everything you would ever want to know about deception and honeypots. And it talks about, like, how to mimic HTTP as a stage RDP. It talks about enticing people to use fake credentials, creating honey commands, honey tables, honey broadcasts. I don't know. I've just never seen a book that, like, solely focused on that area of security so I thought it was really really interesting and it looks like it goes pretty in depth about things so I recommend I think with
0: a book cover like that I would impulse buy it too right it's It's cool looking like
2: I love I'm a sucker for like good art so I look at it and I'm like damn that's a slick looking book
0: Chris
3: Sanders
2: yeah Chris Sanders I know he's on Twitter too I don't know him personally like I saw someone shared or he shared that it was his book then someone else had shared that and that's how i saw it but and i went to his page obviously but i don't think he and i like had connections i think i followed him but it looks pretty legit i
1: might have to check it out because i i get a lot of questions because a lot of my work is in designing honeypots like mm-hmm. we we code them a lot at work and i the main question i get is how do you get started in uh, we use them mostly for tracking either threat actors or 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 worms and like how how do you get started in worm like is there any books in worm tracking and i'm like like i i, I have no idea if there's a book on this
4: mm-hmm.
1: so it it sounds like there is a book on it yeah. and i guess i should i, I should think... check it out and then i can start recommending that because uh it's it's a weird topic to learn because it's so many like decentralized little bits that you need to know and i hadn't seen someone put it into a book until now so that's pretty cool
2: yeah, like I've never seen someone focus on all of that together and just that specific topic. Like you kind of, yeah, like you said, you see bits and pieces of it places. It looks like, so he's the one who wrote practical packet analysis and bug network security monitoring too. I think I have a practical packet analysis somewhere, but I don't know. It just looked cool. I think it just came out. Um, yeah, I just thought it would be a good share in something somewhat infosec related.
4: Yeah,
0: yeah the, the book that I'm going to start reading, it's not InfoSec related, uh, but it, it, it's about data um, and, and it's called Invisible Women, Data Bias in a World Designed for Men. Um, and I was talking to someone about this and, and she highly recommended it because it, it has a collection of different situations and scenarios where things are just not designed for two genders in mind. Like, like th- I think the example was, was car seatbelts car seat belts were designed for men
2: they're horrible they
0: actually they cause a lot of injuries for women because of the way they're designed Uh, and that's just kind of like one of the examples that that the book goes into so um, I I think it's gonna be very interesting just to see how there's so much in our world that is designed and built that that, or even I think there's even a section on medication as well they don't even test all medication on, on females because it's too complicated
1: but there was um, a so... really good John, ono- uh, John Oliver segment on that. It was uh, essentially women in the, the medical industry, is basically the medical industry's view of women is they are men with annoying hormones, so they would just test everything on men. And of course, women are biologically mm-hmm. different. So they later found that a lot of the like the medications or the procedures they had developed, did not work on women because all of the people who designed the tests were sexist as fuck.
0: Well, I think it wasn't even sexist. It's just they didn't want to be bothered with the complexity of testing medication with additional variables, different hormone levels, different cycles of hormones, depending on the time of the month. They didn't want to deal with that. So it just tested it on men.
2: I mean, in many cases of testing drugs and stuff there's hormones different hormones are considered confounding their variables i mean your guys are going to have pretty consistent levels at any given time but women's definitely fluctuate a lot so it is something i don't know it it, should it have more focus on it yeah definitely um
1: but i think a lot of the issue they were having was like people were like genuinely dying because like medications were having adverse effects with these there's different hormones present and the doctors just didn't want to deal with all that bullshit so we were like i will just test on men which i guess as tran said isn't explicitly sexist but it is still it has sexist results
3: right the impact yes. is yep. sexist the yeah the idea of there's actually a an academic concept called missing women and when i first read about it i thought it was talking about societies like let's say china where a family can't report additional children. And so there's there's a huge swath of firstborn, but they're girls, but they weren't officially papered. So they they have all these legal problems, right, in the rural areas. But no, it's not that. It's literally whole populations where numerically there's a shortage of women actually living, living and walking around because of both medicine and other, as you may, even seatbelts, things like that, where society disproportionately causes women to fall, a crupper to to fall ill of various problems, and just just they are like wow why are they why are they not here oh well because a lot of things that should have been protecting them as they were growing up were not designed for them.
0: Yeah, with the uh, the the, the seatbelt example, uh, I, mean, I think I talked about crash test dummies too. Crash test dummies are modeled after a average male, uh, and then all, and then when they started building female crash dummies it's literally just a male dummy that's scaled down by a certain percent that was it that was the only change they made for a female crash dummy
1: that's crazy did you see the like it's i guess it's slightly different it's not sexist but they made like an accidentally racist ai it would um it would basically use machine learning and artificial intelligence to take pictures to photograph use the buzzword uh, whatever but it yeah. would like it would use those things to take pixelated photographs and rebuild the original from the pixelated photographs but they had only trained it on white people so whenever you ran pixelated photos of anyone who wasn't white through it it would just make them white and someone had posted a picture of obama and they had like it was clearly obama from the pixelated shot and then they ran it through and it's like a like an average looking white dude when it comes out
2: I posted something about that a couple of months ago. I think.
1: Yeah, it was it was on Twitter like a month or two ago. It's pretty fucking funny.
2: I mean, so a oh, lot think- of AI is inherently biased though because it's all built off of humans and humans are biased. But it's
1: it's built by white tech dudes for white tech dudes. It's like it's I just I don't like AI as being a non-white tech dude.
3: <laughs> Buzzword.
2: Well, it got really awkward since we have a white tech dude here.
3: <laughs>
2: really? Where is he? <laughs> I'm
3: not building the system. I'm bombing the system, man.
2: <laughs> Fight the power.
3: Still, that makes me look extra white. Wow. Yep. Come <laughs> <so. I know. laughs> Let's talk back about cars and guns again or something. Jeez, I'm out of my element. Okay. <laughs>
0: Yeah, so driving here in the UK, um, I thought I was going to get very disoriented, but I, I it, it just really wasn't that bad. So um, though the number of roundabouts, I, I forgot how many roundabouts there are in the UK. And what is up with roundabouts with traffic lights? Mm-hmm. I thought the whole point of a roundabout was that there's no traffic light.
1: I know which roundabout you're talking about because are, they are very, very rare, but there happens to be one on the way to my place. And no, if there are several. There are uh, several.
0: There, there's more and more now.
1: If you drove through Bristol, then you would have come to this gigantic roundabout that would have been the perfect roundabout. And then they were like, we're going to put traffic lights on it. So it's like just a really complicated junction. And they, they don't make sense, but I think it was something to do with traffic flow is they wanted to limit the rate of flow rather than protect the people the thing. So essentially it's just a big waiting area and it's not, it doesn't function as an actual roundabout.
0: Well, I guess Brits do love to queue, so...
1: Yes, they do. This is our pastime. Did you did you ever see the um, the Reddit post about someone who would just, they would go into like shops and restaurants with like three or four people and they would all stand in a line behind each other just not at like the checkout or anywhere just randomly somewhere in the shop and then people would just come and join the line and this was in england and they would just form random queues just anywhere because people would just see a queue and they would join it
3: there's a new york hacker uh rob firefly and he and some friends of mine gray and some other people when they would walk around the streets of Manhattan, occasionally they would just like bunch up close to each other and be like, (laughs) (laughs) and then just stare and keep, and like, and more tourists would like pack behind them and start looking up and looking like, and once they got about 20 people, they would just kind of quietly like walk away and turn around and watch and see how long this crowd of other tourists (laughs) are like, what do you, what do you see? I don't know, it was great, yeah.
1: Bad mentality is like a really, a really interesting concept.
0: It's, it's You can do that in an elevator too. Uh, you just face the wrong direction in an elevator. and makes people very <laughs> uncomfortable. <laughs>
1: I saw a really good one. Um, it was on TikTok, but I don't think it was originally a TikTok. And what they did is they put a, an alarm in a waiting room for a doctor's surgery and the alarm would go off periodically, like maybe every minute or so. And then they told two people to just stand up and then sit back down every time the alarm went off. The alarm goes off, they stand up and sit down and like new patients start coming in and they observed them, they would stand up and sit down every time the alarm went off. And then they cycled out the originals and they saw how long new patients would just follow the other patients who were just standing up and sitting down for no known reason. And it was just, it was crazy. They had like I think about like 10 or 12 different people cycle through who would all just learn to stand up and sit down at random intervals for no reason whatsoever.
3: I feel like speaking of alarms and my career of breaking into places and not getting caught and stuff, when you walk out of a store and they haven't like scanned the thing correctly like at Home Depot or something and the alarm goes off, I feel like it's so fascinating that there's really three kind of reactions where the reaction of the, my reaction is no reaction. Like just fuck you. I paid for my stuff, buddy. Like I'll just, I won't even break stride. I will visibly not demonstrate anything as I don't care about it, which to me and granted some privilege, right? But like nobody would ever come after me and be like, Hey, what's wrong? I feel like the criminal reaction of like running is actually worse because that draws attention to you in a weird way. And then the funniest one, though, nowadays is it's it's become this nuisance where if a, a patron, like, goes out the door and then it buzzes and they stop and they're, like, and they're trying to interact with the shop, you know, staff, that's almost the most annoying one because they're, like, oh, now I got to go over and soothe this guy's feelings. Because even the shop staff doesn't want to deal with it anymore. Yeah. It's funny to see how people react to – I mean, what's the old joke? Like, if you're a business traveler – and it's you know two in the morning and you're in a hotel and the fire alarm goes off like how many of us actually leave the building because we're like oh god i'm in my pajamas like i don't want this and it's a fire alarm yeah <laughs> but we've been so conditioned to like false fire alarms that no one leaves the hotel i think
1: i had a friend who um who got himself kicked out of a bar for not having id like the bouncer was not like paying any attention. He was just letting people walk in. Mm-hmm. And then he, he stopped and he's like, shit, where's my ID? And he like starts going through his wallet. And then the bouncer looks up and he's like, I don't have my ID. And he's like, I'm sorry, you can't come in. And like this dude was not paying any attention and everyone else had just walked past him. Mm-hmm. And I, I feel like the, the shopping thing is the same. It's like, I do the same as you is I just keep walking. Cause I yeah. know I haven't stolen anything if they really want to come and stop me then they they will come and run after me but the people who just like freeze and then they start looking around they just attract attention
0: i think some states or cities actually have a do not
1: pursue
0: like mm-hmm. war law about yeah. shoplifters
3: you can't you can't get involved if you're not sworn office so that's well i was just thinking trend do you remember i used to date christina like a lifetime ago mm-hmm. there was a schmoo con that we were leaving a bar and she had a glass of water and she, it was like a plastic cup, even. Like, they were giving them out. Pla- who cares? But as we left, the bouncer started screaming. He's like, you can't leave with a drink. And she turned around and tried to get into an argument with him. And I was like, why are you engaging? Just fucking, just keep walking. What's he going to fucking do? He's, he's got a chair and a stool he has to sit on. He can't lay hands on you. He can't do anything. Just keep walking out of his view. And he'll just stand there and bloviate. Uh, Jacking himself off like there's no why and she just keeps getting more and more this verbal 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 that kept amping up Until he like I think snatched the glass from her or something And I was like, you know We probably could have avoided that if you just ignore people because people have no power over you a lot of people in this world Don't understand how much the world doesn't have power over them. And it's very funny to see that conditioning
1: I actually learned that myself uh, going back, I guess it goes back to the school topic we were having earlier is in the UK, you are legally required to go to school until, I believe, you're 16. And if they expel you, they have to apply for another school to take you. Mm -hmm. So They actually have to go do paperwork, they have to find another school willing to take this shithead, and then they have to get you, and their school also has to be within what we call the catchment range, which is you're not allowed to live further than a certain distance from the school. Mm There are only two schools that meet that criteria in my area. If you get expelled, you get sent to the other school. And then if you get expelled, you get sent back. So I was like, well, so basically they don't wanna do the paperwork to expel me. If they do expel me, I just get sent to this other school which I can then get sent back from. I'm just not gonna apply to the Uniform code. I'm just gonna wear what I want. So I, I got these nice shoes with like red laces and they're like, you can't have red laces. And I'm like, okay. And then I'd come in the next day with the red laces and they're like, you can't have red laces. And I was like, okay. And I just kept doing it. And then eventually they were like, well, we're not going to do all this paperwork to expel this kid for having red laces, So then they just let me do it. Mm -hmm. And it's just, it's crazy how many of the rules don't actually apply if you don't follow them.
3: Yeah. That's like the best hacker statement of this podcast, this whole episode. (laughs) Pretty
0: much. yeah. Yeah when we were talking about shoelaces. <laughs> the
3: world's rules are made up and like a lot of them don't really apply.
1: Yeah, it's actually surprisingly, uh, it's very different in the US, but the UK justice system, it is actually extremely difficult to go to jail. Like if you commit violent or serious offenses, they will put you in jail. But when it comes to like non-violent crimes and minor offenses, it is extremely hard to go to jail. But so what a lot of people have found they can do is they will just turn up to court, they will pay the fine, and then they will keep doing whatever illegal uh, thing they were doing, like either, I don't know, tax evasion or just parking wherever they want. And the entire way the justice system works is you just pay them money. It's like a subscription service to do crime.
0: Well, in, in LA, there are technical ways, uh, well, that's not even a technical way. Uh, so they have these red light cameras in all across LA. And I don't know if it's still the case, but at one point, the company, either the company or the equipment wasn't certified. So even if they sent you a ticket, they had no way of enforcing it. And they can't issue you a warrant if you don't pay, Mm -hmm. because literally there was nothing that enabled the company or the agency to enforce that ticket. So if you got this ticket and you knew this, you just don't pay. Yeah. They, just nothing they could do
3: i got a parking ticket from a private parking lot once in, in seattle like north of the city there was some who the hell knows i wasn't and actually a shopper in that place they didn't tell me they just sent me a thing in the mail and i was like goodbye <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah I, I got something like that um in one of the communities i lived, first lived in in la where uh, i'm not supposed to I'm supposed to park in my parking spot uh, in the underground and the outdoor parking is for guests and other situations, but they can't really tell whether you're a guest or not. So Mm -hmm. what they do is they keep track of how long a car has been parked there. And if it's been there for more than two days, they'll ticket you. So they start ticketing me. But I remember I did not register this car with them, this license plate with them. So they didn't know whose car it was. So I just didn't right. pay just like <laughs> exactly. moved my car around every like, like once a week, I would get these tickets, but there's nothing they can do. Oh my gosh. And then ultimately I just got tired of them putting stuff on my windshield. So I, I literally just like duplicated one of the parking permits and just put it on the car <laughs> and, and just moved it like every two days. So they stopped giving me these tickets.
1: That's the worst thing. It's not the it's not the fine. It's the trying to scrape the fucking glue off of your windshield. Like I don't know what uh, if it's different here, but the glue they use, it's like actually difficult to get like your windshield clean after they've glued it on.
3: Oh, we can use some of our tamper chemicals, man. <laughs> of, and, and with those and tamper chemicals, that, might, oh, yeah. it,
0: depending on the car, it might mess with the windshield uh, seals and everything. You don't want to. You don't want to leak there. <laughs>
3: Can't worry about your car if you have a shitball car. <laughs> a shitball <laughs> car. My my truck and my Jeep, they they were both like older than
0: me. So yeah, by all means. Do you remember that, Gab, yeah, you, you've read this story. It was really big in the car world where there was this guy. He was getting, um, the HOA was going crazy over his cars and they ultimately put a boot on his car or something like that. And then he literally just like, took the wheel off and put his spare on <laughs> or something like that. Um, and then I think ultimately he was able to get the, because he took the wheel off, he was able to get the boot off and he just gave the boot back to them. And they're like, what's going on? You have to pay the fines. Like, no, I'm giving you the boot back. Right. And it wouldn't take the boot back because he didn't pay the fine. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God.
3: Yeah, there have been some really great hacker stories of both about removal of boots and then there's that thing that goes in the windshield called the 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 barnacle barnacle. it's called the barnacle Uh,
1: Yeah, that was like the thing they invented for like colleges right and they found that you could like you could break the the air seal and take it off yeah i think the did anyone see the reddit post where someone it had gsm in it Mm -hmm. and it would like it would update with like a remote server
0: They they used it. Um, they got from internet from phone services. Yes, yeah. Like yeah. Wi-Fi yeah, yeah, yeah. Spot.
1: They they broke. They took the boot off by breaking the seal with a credit card. Then they ripped out the SIM card and then used it to get free phone service, which I think was probably the best hack I've ever seen.
3: That's marvelous. Everyone out there <laughs> should do more shit like that.
1: All right, so that's all we've got time for. As usual, if you want to ask us questions or suggest topics to talk about, we've got hashtag podcast on twitter and r slash podcast on reddit thanks for joining us again and goodbye